Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a joy to be here. And um, I hear we are on limited time, so I'm going to do my best to um, go right into it. But I want to give honor to whom honor is due. So wherever Pastor Dwight is, he set me up. He left me. But I'm glad he left me in good hands. So, um, but um, um, this, this rock, you rock. Amen. Um, it's been a blessing to be in fellowship with Pastor Dwight. I believe uh, my first time here was uh, about eight years ago, 2012. Um, we had a CCAM meeting here. And um, afterwards, uh, Pastor Dwight and the prophecy team let loose. And they let loose on me. And um, it was one of those first times where you, you, you got a word that you knew you had a word. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. And ever since then, I said, well, when I grow up, I want to be like him. So I'm still, I'm still trying. And, um, and so that was 2012. And, and whatever was prophesied, whatever was uh, said, uh, quickly began to unveil itself. Um, and so we thank God for that. And then I think a couple years later, the Lord, uh, we were running a house of prayer here in the city, but the Lord laid on a house to uh, launch Oasis of Love Community Church, like it was said, just around the corner from here. And um, we felt impressed to come and um, see a few of the city leaders and acknowledge Pastor Dwight as one of those who came to submit, came to let him know what the Lord had laid on our hearts for prayer. And um, I was blessed not only with the prayer that this church offered us, we were sitting right there with my wife and family, and um, the whole church prayed, and not only that, um, they gave us our initial seed to go forth, and so uh, it's been a blessing, and then just a couple of months ago, out of the blue, I get a, a letter in the mail, I'm like, what is this, and then it was a seed from Redeemers, so um, like he said, yeah, your seed has been a blessing. So please keep sowing in this season. I believe God is going to bless you. So we are definitely glad, honored, humbled to be uh, right here to minister to you. So, well, let me jump into the word. Already I've spent maybe 10 minutes of my time. So please uh, don't take it, uh, don't hold it against me. Uh, turn with me to the book of Joel. Let's go to the book of Joel. I must say I need your help in, in, in ministering this and the worship was awesome. Wasn't it awesome? Come on, put your hands together for the worship team. Um, it seems like, like God always does. He sets us up because um, everything we're about to share is in line with what we just worship the Lord with. Um, now I'm going to do my best uh, to, um, to let you, you need, can somebody just tap your ear a little bit for me? Just, just do this for me. All right. And pray, Lord, give me interpretation of accent. Okay, uh, it's all right. I don't have an accent. Your ear is what has an accent. <laughs> so pray that the Lord will tune you in. Anyway, uh, I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. Been here almost 20 years. So um, just flow with me. Will you? Will you? Will you have mercy on me? Yes, all right. Um, so um, Joel chapter two. I want to share with you on um, a message that really um, I'm still been preaching. At our church, because I believe it's a word that God has given us, but I've been preaching it for five, almost five weeks, and I have 30 minutes to give it to you. 
So uh, we will see what God will do. I uh, want to thank God that one of our leaders came with me today. Leanne, will you just wave your hand? So this is Leanne, a prayer warrior. And so she decided to come join me here. Uh, Joel chapter 2, I believe most of us um, know this scripture, but we, we're just going to read a scripture. If for nothing else, you can go home and tell somebody he didn't just come talk. We actually opened our Bibles. All right. Do you have a Bible on iPad or a phone? Anybody here with your, can you wave your Bibles? I know some people are waving Bibles and people are waving phones. That's okay. Um, so Joel chapter 2, let's pick it up from verse 23. Verse 23. So Father, I just want to thank you for today. Thank you for what you are doing in our midst, even in this season. We thank you that nothing takes you by surprise. You are God all by yourself. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. And Father, though everything may be sh can be shaken and will be shaken, your throne abides forever. So today as we lift our eyes, not to the hills, but to you, for that's where our help comes from. We ask you, Lord, to speak a word to our hearts. That we will leave you encouraged, built up, edified, and may you alone be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 23, Joel 2. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. I'm, re um, I'm reading from uh, King James. I know I gave you ESV, but I think it will be the same. Be ye, be ye glad, I'm sorry, verse 23, be ye glad then. Turn to somebody, tell them, be ye glad. Yeah. Tell them, be glad. Yeah. Okay. Tell them, don't be sad. Don't be mad. Be glad. How can I be glad in a season or that we are in? Well, that is a command. God says, be glad. He didn't say to be happy. There's a difference, and hopefully we can deal with that. See, happiness is based on happenings. So your happiness is based on your circumstances. So circumstances are good, I am happy. They are not so good, I'm not happy. So your happiness can change with one word. However, Jesus didn't come to give us happiness. He came to give us joy. A joy is a spiritual fruit that is on the inside of you irrespective of what is going on on the outside. So you can have joy in the midst of a pandemic. Someone says, I'm going to be glad. Hallelujah. So he says, be glad then, you children of Zion. Be glad then, you children of rock. And rejoice in the Lord your God. For he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. We just sang about that. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you. Someone say he's going to restore. Oh, the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar, 
and the palmer worm, my great army which I send among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you and my people. I love this one. My people shall never be ashamed. There is a lot going on in our world today, in our country today, and I dare say I'm not in any way a conspiracy theorist, but I believe there is something beyond what we see. All right? There is an onslaught against the church. There is an onslaught against your life, your beliefs, and there is a, 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 there is a desire to cause the church to cower to cause the church to hide and to cause the church to be ashamed of who we are, whose we are, and whom we serve. But God says, when I'm done with this, you will not be ashamed. Someone says, I'm not going to be ashamed. Because out of this, out of this darkness, light is about to shine even more brightly. I believe that we are in, our, this is the best of times for the church. Oh, people of God, this time, has been the best times of my life. You say, how? In the midst of a pandemic is the best times? Sure. Why not? In the days of Noah, the same flood that consumed the whole world was the same flood that elevated the ark of Noah. You can be elevated, you can be blessed, you can be uplifted when everything is low and down. When they say there is a casting down, Bible says, you shall say there is a lifting up. The key is this. You have to be attentive to what God is saying in this season. And you need to make sure that you are in the ark. Oh, well, you got to be making sure you are where? In the ark. Hallelujah. For he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So you and I, can I say this, and I thank God for, for, for masks and all the, all the CDC guidelines. I told our church the other day, uh, uh, they, should need, they need to call me because there is a, a final uh, stipulation that the CDC ought to put on their list of what we need to do. And the last item is, after you have done all this, make sure you got God. <laughs> after all this, make sure you are in the secret place. And so, uh, do all you got to do. Get all the masks you need. Get all the sanitizers you need. But having done all, make sure you got God. Someone say, make sure you got God. Uh, because he's the only salvation. And so we read here in the book of Joel that they were in a season like this. It was a season of unrest. In fact, it was a prophecy in the beginning where God had prophesied due to the sin of the nation that, that they were going to go through a phase. In fact, it was a three-pronged attack. And so you read from Joel chapter 1, Joel chapter 2, he spoke of a, a famine that was coming to the land. He spoke of a military invasion that was coming on the land. He spoke of unrest that was coming in the land. 
And after that prophecy came and they were in the midst of that, the church arose and the church began to pray. And so you will read in Joel chapter 1, Bible says, I believe it's verse 15, it says, call a solemn assembly. Uh, chapter 2 verse 15 again says, call a solemn assembly. Let the priests, those that call on the name of the Lord, go between the porch and the altar and begin to ask God for intervention. People of God, I have not seen more people praying like I have seen in this season and it's a good thing. For if those that were called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face. Folks, the solution is not in the White House. The solution is not in the courthouse. The solution is not in Congress. The solution is in God's house. For he said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And if we will pray, he said he will heal the land. And I see people praying, just like in the book of Joel. They cried out and they prayed and this was the response that God gave them. Because you have returned unto me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to restore the rain. Someone says, it's time for rain. And a few weeks ago, the Lord dropped into our spirit that in this season, he is fixing to release one of the greatest revivals that you and I have ever seen. I believe that we are, if we are not already there, we are on the precipice of the great awakening that we have been praying for for years. I believe right up in this building, hallelujah, this was way before my arrival in the U.S. and my time, but I believe there was a a man of God by the name of uh, Jarvis, is it correct? Hallelujah, who, 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 has, who has plowed the land up in the 80s and in the 90s and in the 2000s. Up. This church has been involved up in what we have been believing God for, for a spiritual awakening, for a revival. And I want to say the time is now. It's time for the church to arise. Up. It's time for the church to shine. Up. Is somebody here with me? This is not your... Uh, just another another church. This this church is on the forefront. Of, hallelujah to help facilitate the revival that God is bringing forth. Are you here with me? Therefore, don't allow yourselves to 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 be on the outside looking in. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, there were two groups of people. There were those in the upper room that were praying and 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 became the facilitators of that revival and there were those who just came for a religious service today you have to determine and decide am i just here for religion hallelujah uh, 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 time out for just religious services oh people of god in this season if all you have is religion you are not going to brace yourself to be sitting in pews on a sunday i believe i'm talking to some people who are not just in church but they are in the kingdom hallelujah they believe god has an assignment for you and i because we need to see revival how many of you are tired of talking about revival but are ready to be a part of a revival there were two kinds of people so there was the kind that began to ask the question what is this you remember Acts chapter 2 everybody else when it happened they were religious folks but they didn't have a clue what was going on and they asked the question what is this there was the other group who answered that question by saying this is that my question to you is, are you a what is this kind of person 
Or are you going to be the this is that kind of person? I am going to be the one on the inside explaining to people what God is doing. Oh, you didn't say amen to that. Oh, I want to be, hallelujah, like Peter saying, this is that which was prophesied. I have been in the presence of God. I know that you feel like it is darkness, but I know there is light about to shine. There is hope in the midst of hopelessness, and there is help that is about to spring forth. And so Joel says, it is time to pray. But once you pray, God says, I'm about to restore the rain. The rain signifies the revival. The rain signifies a renewal. And today I wrote it down here. God says we are, about, we are in and about to enter a season of renewal, revival, and restoration. Anytime there is a revival, there ought to be a restoration. Oh, so he said in Acts chapter 3, he said there's going to be, he said repent, until the times of refreshing comes, revival, until Jesus is restored. Anytime there is repentance, it leads to what? Revival. That must automatically bring restoration. Somebody stand to someone and say, restoration is your portion. In this season, God wants to restore everything the devil has stolen from you. Yo, you didn't hear me. And when the thief is caught, he has to restore how many times? Seven times. Oh, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm excited in this season, folks. Oh, I'm not wringing my hands. No, I'm excited. Because I'm in the ark, and the ark is floating. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. The one of the things that God then began to reveal to me, and I'm just using Joel, but you can look throughout the Bible. Anytime God speaks to us or to his people about bringing rain, it always accompanied three essential ingredients for revival and quickly with the time i have left i just want to talk to you about those three essential things how many of you in the last few months have heard the word essential oh man you don't need a dictionary now to understand that word so i'm going to use that word if you don't mind hallelujah i remember when this covid thing happened they started separating those who are essential workers and i said well that's me I am essential. Amen. Folks, don't let nobody non-essential you. Right. The church is essential. Yes. People of God, I, I, that's why it, 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 sometimes it has to take time. But I know I'm in the right place because I may be speaking to the choir. But people of God, it was an indictment on the church that the church was not initially included in the essential institutions. Because the government didn't think you and I were essential. But the hospitals were essential. Grocery stores were essential. How about healing rooms? Someone say, I am essential. Oh, so I, I, I said, I am essential. So I went out there to my clinic, which was my church. So people could come and be healed. Is somebody here with me? So, so listen, you and I need some essential ingredients in this season. And quickly, let me just give it to you. Because you saw it there in Joel chapter 2. When he said, I'm about to bring you the former and the latter rain. The next thing he says, and then I will restore, number one, the wheat. Number two, new wine. Number three, oil. Please say that with me. Wheat, 
wine, oil. These are the three ingredients, essential ingredients for your life, especially during these times. For revival to come and for revival to be sustained, these three ought to be in our personal lives and in the church. What are these three? Now turn with me quickly to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 104. How am I doing so far? Are we okay? Psalm 104, verse 15. Wheat, which was used for bread, wine, and the oil. You will see it anytime. Again, I challenge you to do your own word search. Anytime God spoke about rain, signifies his favor, signifying revival, signifying his presence, it always accompanied these three things. I will restore wheat or bread, I will restore wine, and I will restore the oil. Because these were the three ingredients that was the staple for the sustenance of the people of God. They could have everything else. In fact, when you read your Bible carefully in the Old Testament, anytime God wanted to uh, discipline, let me use that word, his people, these were the three things he withheld from them. So a withholding of these three ingredients signified the displeasure of God. But when the people returned to him, his restoration of his favor meant he had to restore the bread, the wine, and the oil. And in Psalm 104 verse 15, David explains to us what those three ingredients are or do. Look at verse 15. And wine that makes glad the heart of man. And oil to make his face to shine. And bread which strengthens man's heart. God says in this season, you need bread. Turn to somebody and say, I need bread. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody else and say, you got some bread? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you need bread in this season. Anybody had bread before you came to church today? Or maybe afterwards? I mean, we have bread for everything. Amen? You need bread. You need wine. Now, now, now just in case I forget, when I say you need wine. Okay. Please tell Pastor Dwight I didn't come to endorse. There's a wine that you don't need. This wine doesn't give you no hangovers. This wine will heal you. Amen? And then there is oil. Someone say fresh oil. So quickly, let me just break those three things down. Maybe another time we have an opportunity we might go in depth. Let me start with bread. Let me start with bread. So God says, I'm going to restore the rain. Rain is coming. Refreshing is coming. Renewal is coming. But in the renewal, I'm going to restore the wheat or I'm going to restore the bread. Why? Because in this season, you need strength. Someone says, I need strength. The Bible says, if in the day of adversity, you faint or you fall, then your strength was already small. Meaning, adversity wasn't meant to destroy you. Adversity was meant to test you. 
Amen? Do you believe that in the midst of adversity, and this is what I'm talking about. Church, it is our time to shine. Oh, the light shines brightest when the darkness is the hardest. Is somebody here with me? This COVID didn't come to sing the church. This COVID came to actually reveal the remnant of the church that are still standing in the midst of the pandemic. Oh, come on, somebody talk to me. The adversity can cause an advantage, an advancement in your life. Oh, and if I had time, I'll, I, I will share with you what God has been doing. Like that uh, man of God was saying, even in the midst of this uh, uh, time period, when, when people felt, oh man, the church was going to go down, giving will go down, people will stop coming. Oh, we have seen God do some miraculous things because we are looking to him and not to CNN, Fox News, or any other thing. Somebody said amen. So bread is supposed to strengthen you. You need strength in this season. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. But what is that bread? The bread in your Bible is the word of God. That means that in this season, God says, I am about to restore the word in your life or you need the word in your life more than you've ever needed it. Didn't your Bible say in the book of Amos, in the last days, there's going to be a famine of the hearing of the word of God. It didn't say there'll be a famine of the word of God. Did you, did you, did you notice the difference? There's never going to be a famine of the word, like I said, you got a word now everywhere. There's no excuse for nobody not saying that they, have, they don't have a Bible anymore. The question is, what kind of apps do you have on your phone? There's an app for everything now. However, it says, for some, there's going to be a famine of the hearing. That means the word is going to be available. The question is, are you hearing? Oh, Lord, I hear you. Listen to me. And Jesus put it this way. It is not so much what you hear, but how you hear. Because there are so many voices that have gone on and going on. There are so many words. Oh, I have not seen so many prophets in my lifetime on Facebook. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody now is a prophet. Oh, Lord. You may be a prophet, but you ain't my prophet. Is this making so? So you gotta make sure that you tune your ears to what God is saying in this season. The word of God has to be rich in your life. Oh, that is why Colossians three sixteen says, "Let the word of God, Hallelujah." Feel you, hallelujah, singing to yourself, becoming so rich in the word because it is the word that is going to strengthen you, it is the word that is going to empower you. Oh, God spoke to Joshua before he went on the campaign of, 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 of possessing the land. He said to Joshua, I know I am with you, I know I have gone before you, but as for you, you got to be strong and courageous. If you are not courageous in this season, if you are not strong in this season you are going to be swallowed up with everything else out there even the, 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 the strong of us those of us who think we are strong you can listen to the news for so long until you think you are sick anybody know what I'm talking about 
I mean, I'm, I'm walking fine. Even these days, you can't have an allergy. Be, 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 before COVID, you were coughing and you could say, oh, it's just an allergy. Now you cough. Are you, are you sure? You can't have an allergy this season. And so, and so, there is a necessity for you to be strong. Turn to someone and say, be strong. But you cannot be strong outside the word. The word is what will strengthen you. Bread to strengthen the heart. But because Bible says in this season you need faith. And faith comes no other way but by hearing the word. God said, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 4. He quoted Deuteronomy chapter 8, I believe verse 24. When it says, man shall not live by bread alone. But you got to have some cheese and some. No, you can't live by bread alone. You need some burgers to go with it. No, no, no. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Someone say every word. And that word there is not just the logos. It's talking about the rhema. The word that you hear, not just after you read, but the word that the Holy Ghost will inspire for you to live by. People of God, I came to tell you that you can be in the midst of famine and because of the word of God, God is able to sustain you through that period. Can I talk to somebody and say even Elijah, do you remember Elijah? He prophesied a famine and yet Bible says, God said to him and said, Elijah, you stay Elijah stay in the midst of the famine but I have commanded ravens to feed you and you are going to uh, drink from the brew called chariot. If Elijah had chosen to go to Jordan instead of the brook chariot where God sent him to go to he would have missed his provision. In this season you've got to make sure you are hearing God correctly. You are not being led by your own flesh or by what you are reading in the Reader's Digest, New York Times, or what you are hearing from any kind of news. In fact, some of us, it is time to take our face out of Facebook and put it back in the book. Is somebody here with me? Oh, don't allow fear to cripple you. And even though we were, they were in a famine, Bible says God sustained Elijah until the brook dried out. If I was Elijah, I would say, God, you are the one who told me to come to the brook. Why did the brook dry out. But Elijah realized that he wasn't being sustained by the brook. He wasn't being sustained by ravens. He was being sustained by the word because it was the word that led him to those places. So once the resource dried up, he went back to his source. Oh, you didn't hear me. See, sometimes the problem we have is that we put more faith in our resource than the source. Folks, your resource can change. But never let your source change. And who is your source? I say it this way. God is my source and my only source. If I can get my ear to, uh, to hear his word, I don't care what is going on in a season. He will redirect me to where my resource is. When the brook dried up, Elijah went back to God and said, God, what is the next instruction? And the Bible says, God told him, go to the village called Zarephath, for there I have commanded a widow woman to sustain you. If I was Elijah, I'd say, say what? A widow woman? Because God will bless you in unlikely places. But again, it wasn't the widow woman that sustained him, it was the word. 
Someone said the word. Someone said the word. This season, you need a fresh word. You need to be sustained by the word. Don't let your devotion slack. People of God, I said this, and, and, and um, I have a, a, a letter. We have been believing God for five years now. Uh, five years ago, God showed me a building close by. And, and we, I said, in five years, God, we got to buy it. 2019, towards the end, told our leaders, 2020, our year of vision, we are going to get what we need to buy that building. God spoke to us. This is the year. And then we hit 2020, and there's a pandemic. Right there, I would have said, you know what? We have to suspend everything and not do it. But the Lord said to me, was I the one who told you you were going to get that building in 2020? I said, yes, sir. Do you think I didn't know there was a pandemic coming when I told you what I told you? So if you change your plans because of a pandemic, then you didn't really hear me. I'm here to encourage somebody. God spoke to you last year when you didn't know none of this was happening. But because of the circumstance, you are beginning to doubt what God said to you. You are beginning to wonder, will this happen? Can I talk to somebody? If God said it, I don't care, corona or not. If you stand firm, God will do it. In fact, listen to me. Because he knew the pandemic was coming and he was going to use the pandemic for our advantage, is why he told us it was this year. And by the grace of God, we just went into contract for that building. And somebody said, that is happening? Yeah, because I am not observing the wind. I'm not observing the cloud. I'm not observing the circumstances. I am looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I am looking unto the word. The word is what strengthens us, people of God. And so I came to encourage you. Hallelujah. If God told you to start a business in 2020, oh, this is the time, the best time. Hallelujah. To start that business where it's now. Someone say now. Hallelujah. Oh, God told you we're going to get married in 2020, what are you waiting on? I know if we come to the wedding, we may have to social distance, but that's okay. Someone said the word. Quickly, number two is the wine. Oh, I love the wine. We need wine in this season more than ever before. People are sad. People are morose. People are, are mad. You can see it on the street. But this is the time that joy has to come forth. Uh, hallelujah. Not only is the word strengthening you, but didn't your Bible also say the joy of the Lord is your strength? How many of you need some joy? I got enough. If you don't have some, I'll give you some of mine. Oh, I, I have joy. Joy unspeakable. A joy this world didn't give me. A joy this world can't take away from me. A joy that comes because I dwell in the presence of God. For in the presence of God is fullness of joy. And when the joy of the Lord fills your soul, oh, glory to God, you are stronger. And don't you know that when you have that wine, I'm talking about, it is the wine of the Spirit of God. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, it tells you, hallelujah, that do not be drunk with what? Wine. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 you know there is a wine or there is a alcohol called Corona oh I bet they are, all their stock is gone down now I don't think nobody's drinking Corona uh, do not be drunk with Corona 
Do not be drunk with natural wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Anybody here filled with the Holy Ghost? I come to encourage you as you feed yourself in the word. Oh, spend time. I like to say it this way. You got to talk them tongues. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody talk them tongues in this church? Any tongue talkers in this church? This is the season to continually get yourself filled up. Because what Paul is saying is this. Uh, the, the, the effect that you get when you are filled with the Holy Ghost is the kind of effect they have. Uh, I know none of you here, uh, you know, uh, do that. But when they, what uh, is the kind of effect they have when they have the natural wine? The only difference is the natural wine will leave you a hangover. The natural wine uh, will mess up your liver. The natural wine, uh, hallelujah, glory to God, uh, after it will off, you are back where you started from, if not worse. But there is a wine that is from heaven that when it comes into you, it does not only hallelujah build you up, give you joy, it actually renews you and it actually heals you. Because back in those days, they used wine for healing. Didn't the good Samaritan put the oil and the wine in the bruise of that man that was uh, that fell in the in the midst of the robbers? Didn't your Bible say to you, Amen? Very hard up, do it like medicine up, people of God. I know this even for a fact that if you are sick today, hallelujah, you may not need hands to be laid on you. If you can get yourself up in the presence of God and cause some joy to spring up in you, healing will begin to spring forth speedily in your life. I pray for you today, no matter what has gone on in your life, whatever has been happening through this pandemic, I release joy. Somebody lift up your hands up and say, I receive joy. I need, uh, not just any kind of wine. I need the new wine. Oh, that kind of wine that Jesus turned water to wine. That kind of wine that that uh, MC said, oh, everybody hallelujah gives uh, the, 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 the good wine. When everybody's drunk, then they bring the bad wine. Oh, but you have reserved the best for last. I came to tell somebody that in this season, God is reserving the best for last. I'm about to ah, say, Oh, come on now. Is it okay if I talk them tongues for just a moment? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you join me? I know we have just a couple more minutes, but can you just pray in the Holy Ghost for just one minute? Stir up yourself right now because you need the wine of the Spirit. Somebody out there. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody out there need some joy. They have not gone to work for a time. Their businesses have been shattered. The nation is in crisis. Racism and all the stuff is going on. But there is a church that God is about to baptize in a fresh fire and a new wine. You're going to go out there like the old apostles after the day of Pentecost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I am still preaching this. Oh, they came out of that upper room and the people said, look at them they have been drinking and Peter says no 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 it is only 9 a.m. the bars are not even open yet 
Oh, this is not the kind of wine that you think, but this is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I can give you some if you open up your heart. The wine of the Spirit, we have been experiencing it. Hallelujah. In the midst of chaos, you can burst out laughing. And that is why he says, be glad. Why? When you have the wine of the Spirit, you are about to get healed. You are about to laugh when everybody else is crying. Is somebody here with me? listen to me that wine of the spirit also signifies a new revelation that Jesus is releasing in this day because Jesus once upon a time said hallelujah how can, I, how can you put a new wine in old wine skins and he was referring to the doctrine of fasting back in those days people of God there is a new revelation of kingdom that he's releasing I, I came to submit to you we need to transition from just church and understand that God is establishing kingdom. It is only the kingdom that will take you over. We serve a king. And he says you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. What is a wineskin? Your mindset. Some of us are still thinking like we used to think 20 years ago. He says I'm about to give you new revelation. But I need you to renew your wineskins. And I pray today you will go seek him and ask him, Lord, renew my mind. Because I want to see what you want to show me. I want to hear what you are saying in this season. Bible says, let those who have ears hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Folks, thank God for the Dr. Fauci's and all those people. But they ain't my source. I'm saying this with boldness. People of God, don't get your news. I'm not saying don't listen to the news, but make sure after you have heard all the news, your face is in the good news. Are you listening to me? We all ain't gonna die. We all ain't gonna be sick. Well, you can take it. I always say minus me. Because I'm in the ark and I'm covered. Someone say I am covered. And so finally, so you have the bread, you got to be in the word. Number two, you need that new wine, the joy of the spirit. Oh, finally, and we're going to go home with this. Someone say, I need fresh oil. Oh, come on, say, I need fresh oil. Oh, I love, I love the anointing of God. You can't do anything in this season without the anointing. And you don't need yesterday's anointing. That's why he says, I will give you fresh oil. That's what he said in Psalm 92. Verse number 10, he says, my horn you shall exalt like that of the unicorn. You shall anoint me with fresh oil. How many of you recently had an uh, uh, oil change? Anybody here? You had an oil change? Well, I just want to tell you, you just came to the Valvoline shop today. You are having an oil change today. Uh, some of us have been driving on this, on, on this engine for two years without an oil change. No wonder some people are cranky. No wonder there's so many uh, friction going on. Uh, your engine is about to break, uh, but you have come to the right place at the right time. Uh, we are about to give you some new oil, some fresh oil. Uh, hallelujah. Some synthetic oil uh, that is going to carry you to the next season. Uh, are you listening to me, somebody? Uh, don't allow yourself to be without oil in this season. Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, hallelujah, I believe chapter 9, uh, he said, let your head lack no ointment. Uh, 
let your garment be always white. I'm throwing the scriptures at you. Go search them out. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. He said of Jesus, because you loved righteousness and hated iniquity, your God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy and gladness and set you above your fellows. I came to tell somebody here today, when you receive that fresh oil, that oil is about to elevate you. That oil is about to distinguish you. That is why he said he will set you above your fellows. That means where a person with the oil will be distinguished from his fellow man. What I, this is what I call it. You will become a primus inter pares. Meaning you will become first amongst equal. Is somebody here with me? I came to prophesy that if they are, they, are, they are laying people off because of the oil, you are going to stay there. Because they are going to acknowledge that it is because of you that this business is still going on. Who am I talking to? Am I talking to a Daniel in the house? Am I talking to a Joseph in the house? Who am I talking to? That because of the oil that you are going to help sustain that business. You are going to be elevated and distinguished with favor. It is the oil that produces favor. Oh, I refuse, hallelujah, to live without the unction that allows me to function. Hallelujah. And then finally, people of God, oh, I love this. Are you ready for this? Somebody say, I am anointed. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, I am anointed. This anointing is not just for the preacher. This anointing is not just for the bishop or pastor. This anointing is for everybody. No wonder you are called a Christian. What does that mean? The anointed ones. Somebody say, I am anointed. And when you are anointed, it means that God is about to protect you. Oh, you don't, you didn't hear me. There is a passing through anointing that will come upon you. Jesus showed up to the synagogue in Luke chapter number 4 verse 18. And he began to declare, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has what anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He laid out everything the anointing was going to do through him. And in verse 28 and 29. The people decided they were going to stone him. They were going to cast him off the cliff. That, oh, but they were too late because the anointing had come upon him. And the Bible says, he passing through them went his way. Oh, listen to me. When you are anointed, oh, I wish I brought, oh, I, is, this, is this oil? Yeah. See this? When, when this comes upon you, you become slippery for the enemy. No, you don't know. You miss, you miss me. You miss me. You become slippery. Oh yeah. You can pass through COVID and COVID didn't know what, what happened. They wanted to throw him. They wanted to kill him. But Bible says he just passed through them. Somebody said there's a passing through anointing. The anointing is not just for a breakthrough. It is also for a passing through. You said, Alfred, what are you talking about? That is why in Psalm 23 and verse 6, how many of you know Psalm 23? Last scripture and then we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the, he says, yea, though, 
shall walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou anointed my head with oil. No, 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 you got to understand me. Remember, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that shepherd David knew what he had to do for his sheep. There were times when he took the sheep to, to pasture, they had to go through some dangerous terrain. They had to go through some cliffs and he knew that those sheep are going to experience some cuts and some bruises and so before he took them out on that journey he will bring each sheep out and he will lay their four uh, what do sheep have? Paws? Hooves. Thank you. Thank you. He will lay their, their four hooves on his shoulder and he will douse them with oil. No, no, no. He will douse them with oil. Thou anointed my head with oil. Why? Because as they are going through that shadow of, of death, as they are going through those cliffs, before even the, 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 the stone will hurt them, there was already oil on that sheep for it to be able to navigate through those dangerous routines. Oh, I came to tell somebody here today before I go home that there is an anointing that you need to go through this season that you will not make you afraid not afraid to go to work not afraid to start a business not afraid to come to church not afraid to pray for somebody are you listening to me two or three weeks ago there was a woman that came to our church with a baby hallelujah after the service she brought the baby up to the altar hallelujah we do our best to practice social distancing hallelujah for the sake of those who are not sure but she showed me this baby and she had all these rashes up and she said she had tried every remedy and it was not helping up I had a decision to make up am I just going to social distance up or am I going to take the oil up and am I going to rub it on this baby's up hallelujah tie up I said, I am anointed. I took that oil up. I began to rub that baby up and begin to declare that it goes away. Last week, she came back to church with that same baby. Hallelujah. After church, she says, Pastor, look at that baby. I looked at the tire. I saw some, uh, if you will, scars. I thought the rashes were still there. So I said, well, let me touch it. But when I rubbed my hands on that tire, it was a smooth as a baby's tie should be. What am I saying to you? When you are anointed, nothing can touch you. Because my Bible says, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. You are the anointed ones. And I came to prophesy, stand on your feet with me. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. I gotta let you go. Oh, but I'm just getting started. But somebody needs to know, throw those hands up. I came to encourage you. Oh, glory to God. Ah, the rain is coming. Hallelujah. Can the singers please join me? Can somebody play something for me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just for the next couple of minutes. Hallelujah. Begin to lift up your hands and begin to pray for the rain. You sang about it. Now I want you to pray about it. Come on, say, Lord, send the rain. Lord, send the refreshing. Lord, send the revival. Lord, send the restoration. And then begin to pray say Lord I need the word I need bread I need wine I need the oil oh come on somebody begin to pray say Lord anoint me with fresh oil
Oh, let me hear you pray. I'm about to hand over this mic. But I say, come on, say, Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. Ah, the anointing will destroy the yoke. It will remove every burden. In the name of Jesus. Oh, let me hear you pray. Come on, keep on praying. Keep on praying. Thank you, my brother. There's anointing here today to break yokes. We all have them. And if we say we don't, we lie. This message needs to resonate in our hearts. Jared, is it going to be up this week? Okay, it'll be up this week. We need to listen. And we need to listen. And we need to listen because there's been a fear of contagion. And what it's brought is the contagion of fear. And we can walk in fear or we can walk in liberty. The choice is ours. The choice is ours. We can walk in fear or we can walk in liberty. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. This was a message that the church needs to hear and, and embrace. And the word of God is clear. It's in Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day. Say, in that day. In that day means the day we embrace it. That his burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, we can walk with a yoke or we can walk in liberty. And folks, I'm telling you, today is the day. Today is the day. Pastor Alfred, thank you for your impartation, not just bringing a word, but strengthening, not just talking about strength, but strengthening, not just talking about joy, but imparting joy, not just talking about anointing, but imparting anointing. So Father, we receive everything this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that appetite and hunger is different when want turns into need. Father, we thank you the, the time that we are in, God, that there is a necessity, Father, for the things of the kingdom. There's a necessity. We need the anointing. Father, we need the bread. Father, we need the oil, God. Father, we need the wine. We don't just want it, we need it. And so, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that every one of us, God, would come to the table. Father, that we would come to the table in the presence of our enemies, and we would partake of the wheat, partake of the oil, partake of the wine, God, that is needed in this hour. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Can we honor Pastor Alfred for bringing the word this morning? Thank you so much. Thank you for violating our time constraints. We'll take that all day when the anointing is flowing.